Okay, so this is my Bible. It contains the word of God. I am what he says I am. And I can do what he says I can do. I'm about to receive the rich, unfailing, and grafted word of God. Which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance in the kingdom of God. My life will never be the same. Never, never the same. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God a hand and take your seat. Okay. Yesterday I started teaching on the things that Christ accomplished by his death on the cross of Calvary. The things that Christ accomplished. And, uh, we, and we couldn't finish. And so I'd like to uh, finish it up and then get into what uh, we have to be doing today. Hallelujah. Some of the benefits of the cross. Uh, and I want everybody to have a, a, a notebook and write these things. They are very, very important. It took me quite some years to be able to understand some of these things very well when I was growing up as a Christian. So you are blessed to be able to have it within a few minutes. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a blessing. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 20, in fact, in Genesis chapter 1, you see God himself creating the world. The Bible says, and the Lord God Almighty created the heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. And there's a reason why God created the earth. Why do you build a house? You build, you build a house in a particular way because of your family. Are you getting me? So sometimes you see that, okay, I'm building this house. I want this portion to be my study. And I want this place to be the laundry. And I want this place to be where the kitchen and the type of kitchen that you want. Are you getting me? Good. And the kind of designs you want, all of it is, the, is specified for the needs of your family. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Okay. So now God decided to create a world. And in creating a world, what he did was that, first of all, he created the trees because the trees are supposed to give oxygen and things like that. And then he created animals because animals are supposed to depend on the trees. And then he, he moved on further later on. After he had created everything, the rivers and the, uh, and, and the mountains and coal, he created all those things uh, for the purpose of man. So after he had created all those things, then God said, let us verse Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. So God was made in God's, man was made in God's image. The word image means nature. Likeness means to function, to operate like. So man was created in God's nature. Amen? Good. Let us make man in our image and likeness. And Bible says, the hand of the Lord is not shortened. Do you have hands? Yes. The ears of the Lord can hear. Do you have ears? Yeah. The earth is his footstool. Have you got feet? Yes. So you realize that morphologically you were created like God. That means an outward, your outward look. And then we are created also to, to operate like God. So let us make man in our image and likeness. When we say somebody is like this person, it means that he acts or operates like that the person. Are you getting me? Good. Then he said, let the man have dominion. That means control, governorship over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping that creeps upon the earth. That means that whatever God created, God made man to be in charge. What was it? In charge. In charge. Okay. And the Bible says the first one is having male and female created he them. Wow. Then verse 28, he said, God bless them. So you are blessed. Amen. The very first thing God said to man is he blessed them. To be blessed means to be, to be empowered to prosper. 
And God said to them, be fruitful. Number two, multiply. Three, replenish the earth. Number four, subdue it. Number five, have dominion. Hallelujah. So it means that man was not supposed to be afraid of snakes. Man was not supposed to be afraid of elephants. Man was supposed to be in charge to have total control. So man actually was God's representative on, on earth in the garden. Hallelujah. We were created in God's image. So God said, be my representative. So we were God's ambassadors on earth. Take note of this. God's what? Ambassadors. God's representatives on earth. And remember later on, when you read 2 Corinthians you know, 5, the Bible says that we are God's what? Ambassadors during the restoration. Hello? Yeah, I'm going to take you through some stuff. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, when... God said, let us make man. Then in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 to 17, God physically created man. The Lord God took the man, put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Amen? To dress it and to keep it. So man was supposed to till the garden and guard it to control it. God put the man in there and that was his domain to keep it and to... The, and then verse 16 and 17, let's do it quick. Verse 17, 16 and 17. And the Lord commanded the man saying of a tree of the garden. Watch this. I, I intentionally took it back so that I can explain something to you. He says that the Lord said of the tree of the, of the garden you may eat freely. So where I have put you in the garden, whatever is there, eat it. But, verse 17, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. So God says, everything you can touch it. But there is a certain tree known as a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That tree, do not touch it. For the day you touch it, you will die. To die the word death means to be, to be disconnected from life. And in this regard, it means to be disconnected from the life of God. Are you getting me? So God said, the day you eat it, you shall what? Die. Then, fast forwarding, Genesis chapter 3, from verse 1, the Bible says that God, uh, the devil was more subtle than any beast of the field, and uh, the devil, as a serpent represented here, went to the woman and said, has God said you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Haven't we read that God said you shall not eat of it? And the devil was very much aware. And yet now, he was coming to create doubt. Because if someone say, have you been told this? The person is trying to create doubt. So the devil tries to get people into trouble by sowing doubt and then brings about deception. The doubt is supposed to be the root of the deception. And when you are deceived, deception will lead to disobedience. Three Ds. Doubt. Doubt. Someone say doubt. doubt. Deception. deception. Disobedience. So anybody who is disobedient, you can see that it has a root in, in, in deception and in doubt. Amen? When your mother says, don't do this, you, you tell kids, don't do this, and then they end up disobeying, it means that, what? They are doubting your authority. They are doubting that when you tell them, don't do this, and you, if you do it, I will beat you. Is that right? So when you are, you tell a child that when you do this, I will beat you, and the child doesn't beat the child. Hmm. To drive away, because 
the doubts and the deception. Amen? Yeah. So, when man did this, continue for me. I want to just explain something regarding what I was teaching you yesterday. The woman said, the tree that you told us to eat, uh, we may eat of the tree of the trees of the garden, verse 3, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. It means that the woman was aware of it, and she had repeated what God had said they should not do. But look at the devil. First he sold out. Now look at the next he said. The serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. So every time Satan comes to sow doubt and he wants you to be deceived by telling you that you can do otherwise, you shall not surely what? Die. Don't mind him. You say, when did, 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 did daddy tell you not to go? Don't mind him. Did they tell you, oh, don't mind him. Yeah. They want to lead you into disobedience. And when you are led into disobedience, you'll be dispelled. So doubt will bring about Doubt will lead to deception. Deception will bring about what? Disobedience. And disobedience will lead to be what? You being what? Dispelled. Ejected. And that is what happened to man in the Garden of Eden. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. So now, verse 5. Verse 5. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, that's what the devil was telling him. Your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. A child of him. A child of a goat is a goat. And a child of a dog is a dog. So the child of God is God. How do I know that? Psalm 82 verse 6. Put your hand over there. And just over the go to Psalm 82 verse 6. So your Bible, when you are writing, write reference. I have said you are God. And all of you are children of who? The Most High. Hallelujah. So, so you are a child of the Most High. That means that you've got the traits of God in you. So it is not your disobedience to God that will prove that you are God. That's the reason why Satan went to Jesus and then he told him that if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. He doesn't need to, to obey the devil in order to show that he is God. Amen. Amen. You don't need to try and then go and sleep with a woman to show that you are a man. Oh. When God says that if you are not married to the woman, don't sleep with the woman. He said, I want to prove the fact that I am a woman. Also, I'm a man. Or me, I am a woman. I can show that I am a real woman. No. It is a dangerous thing. Can I have an amen? Okay, so the verse 6. Go back. Genesis 3 says, When the woman saw, you see, after the devil spoke, end, some say end. End is a conjunction regarding the discourse or the discussion that had gone on between the devil and the woman. Is that right? And how did the devil come in? How did he start? By trying to what? So doubt. That's the reason why it is important never to doubt. You see, when you are relating with anybody and you doubt the person, you can't flow with the person. You've got to relate with faith. That's why when it comes to God, the Bible says that the judge shall live by what? Faith. And Hebrews 11 says that without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. So faith is important. And faith is what? Reliance on what God God's word says. So if you do not have the word of God in your, in your hand and your, in your heart to be able to believe in it, then it means that you will be swerved and swayed by the devil. Am I teaching something here? Good. Don't worry. I have not introduced my thing. I'm only warming the angel. Okay? So, the Bible says that when the woman saw 
The devil has sown doubt. The next thing was what? Deception. Is that right? So leading the woman into what? Disobedience. Is that not it? Good. So, verse 6. When the woman saw that the tree was good for what? Food. The devil always appeal to your desire. Two. Pleasant to the eyes. Watch it. And three. A tree to be desired to make one wise. Watch these three things. Food. What? Satisfaction. Pleasant to the eyes. Things that look appealing unto you. And a tree to be desired to make one wife, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat it. And gave also unto her husband with her. Some people said Adam had traveled and gone. Adam had not gone anywhere. At the time the lady was eating the thing, Adam was standing there. And what Adam should have done was Adam should have still told the wife, do, number one, do not, not stop, do not talk to this guy. But you see, Adam lost his authority by refusing to stand at the gate of the garden to say, do not come here. It is the right of every leader to stop any foolishness around. That's right. And to question anybody who is trying to pollute anybody around you. Because its effect will overflow into your life. And no matter how much you love your family, you love your wife, you love your children, you love whatever, you should stand. Adam didn't stop the woman from even talking because, you see, whatever you hear will affect you in a way. The woman was affected. That is why who you talk to influences you. Sometimes when I see you talk to certain people, I know the end results. <laughs> oh, I can you see, I can, with, 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 without closing my eyes, I can prophesy what is going to happen to you. Because when a snake bites, when you receive, when you see a snake bite, you must know the ultimate that a snake bite, the poison is going to locate where? Your heart. And then all of a sudden, you get swollen up. And then it begins to affect your cells. And then you become disoriented. Abadam is setting in. You are disoriented. You cannot think straight. And all of a sudden, you, are, you die. Are you getting me? And the same way to when spiritually you are poisoned, the poison will enter. If you don't deal with it quickly, it will enter your heart. Once it enters your heart, it's going to affect your cells and affect subsequently all your organs. And once it gets into your brain and you become brain dead, you are finished. Am I teaching something here? Yeah. So she took of it, gave it to the man, and the man also ate it. And when the man ate it, look at now God's results that came in quickly. Then the eyes of them were, were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they saw fig leaves. Earlier on, the glory of God was their covering. But when the moment that they sinned, they became naked. Someone say naked. naked. Now take note of the word naked because we are going to, we are going to come to it later. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves what? Aprons. They made themselves aprons. Meanwhile, God's glory was the one covering. It means that man is trying to do things for himself instead of God doing it for himself. Verse 8. And then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the 
garden. And verse 9, the Lord God called Adam and said unto him, see, he didn't call the woman, he called the man. Man, the Lord shall call you. And you shall be responsible. He said, Adam, where are you? Didn't God know Adam's geographical location? He knew it. Because God is all-knowing. But he was trying to get Adam to know that where are you spiritually? Where are you? And then the guy responded and said, verse 10, I heard your voice in the garden and what? I was afraid. The moment that, and this is the first time the word fear came into the Bible. And I was naked and I hid myself. So you realize that sin brought about fear. Where there is love, there's no fear. But sin brought about what? Fear. And number two, sin brings about what? Nakedness. So man became naked before God and he had to hide himself. Obviously, when you are there and then you are naked and somebody's coming, would you want to go and say, you, you hide yourself? So sin made man to become naked. And God asked him, verse 11, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you that you shall not eat of it? Then look at Adam coming to bring the blame. The woman you gave to be with me. She gave me of the tree and I did eat it. He said, God, me, I didn't ask for a woman. Who, I was sitting my somewhere. I was sitting my somewhere. As we say it in Ghana. baby. I was sitting my somewhere. And then you brought me. You said you have brought me somebody to come and stay with me. I was staying okay with you. And you brought me somebody. And that somebody is the one who gave me the... Listen, I didn't even go for it. You know, did you, God, did you see me talk to the snake? I didn't talk to the snake. It was my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, now we, we, we are traveling. We are traveling. You see, I want you to understand salvation. That's why I'm taking my time and going through bit by bit. Because a lot of times, eh, we preach, we can preach, yeah, 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 we are shouting, but we don't understand why we are shouting. Uh-huh. So, I want you to understand the verse 13. This is what we're taught in SU and it helped. A lot of the SU people are more established and stabilized in their Christian faith than the charismatic people. Charismatic, yo, yo. So today you see, uh, he's in Christ, he's shouting. The next moment, he's, he's a prostitute or he's doing some gang something or he's angry and has left church and co because he doesn't understand the base of his Christian life. And the next moment, he's become an, a Hindu. A Christian to a Hindu, a Christian to a Muslim, a Christian saying that I mean I won't go to church again because I've seen some pastor that sin. A pastor has divorced a wife. A pastor has done something wrong. Is a pastor not a human being like you? And did the pastor die for you? Did any human being die for you? And so why should a pastor's action or a choristers action or a certain leader's action or somebody you respect action, the person's failings and failure? Make you now decide that you won't serve God again. You won't become a Christian again. In the first place, you are not rooted. Because it is only trees that are not rooted that when the wind blows, they will. Root, trees that have got roots, when the winds blow, they stand. That's right. So you need to have roots. That's why I'm teaching you how to have roots. Amen. So anybody that is blown out of the church has no roots. The person in the first place didn't have roots. When somebody says, I love you, I love you, and the next moment, something small happens, they say, I'm moving away from your life. In the first place, the person didn't have roots in your life. And that's the reason why the person is going away. Because if they had the roots, roots make you stable. 
That is why in, in every relationship with anybody, you have to become convinced. Who is this person? Are you following me? Who is this person? In fact, if you want to be a member of this church, I want you to be very convinced about who, which this church, and be convinced about the pastor even before you take up membership. So that when you are in, you are in. Not that you are in and then when something, the day your mind becomes something, you know, say, the, the place is bad. The place is, but when you are convinced, you realize that you become solid. That's why Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Say, some say. It's okay, that is what the opinion of others. Some say. But who do you say that I am? Then Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, Simon by Jonah, blessed are thou, Simon by Jonah. Flesh and blood has not read this unto you, but my father. It means that Peter had a deeper conviction. And that's why when the others were all running away, he was there. Can I have an amen? amen? Okay. So, the Lord said unto the woman, what, what is it that you have done? He said, oh, it's a serpent who deceived me. They said, and I did eat it. And the Lord God said to the serpent, because of what this thing you have done, you are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon your belly shall you go and that shall you eat all the days of your life. Watch it. Hello? Are you here with me? Yeah. All animals have got legs they work with. For the, 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 the serpent, he lost his legs. Upon your belly, you shall go. When you study snakes, and I've studied snakes, they've got some small vestiges. You can see that the vestiges are recessed, the limbs have all vanished. They are recessed. So on their belly, they go. So they go by, by, by tactic movements, you know, the muscles, and then they keep moving and they spring themselves to go. He says that you shall be reduced. And the one statement he says that upon your belly you shall go and thus you shall eat all the days of your life. Hello? Now get this revelation. The f- God created, moved that man from the dust of the earth and breathed into him and became what? A living soul. So the physical part of man or the flesh part of man, it comes from where? The dust. And the devil has been mandated to eat the dust. So anybody who has any trait of the devil in his flesh, the devil will come and feed on it. But if there's nothing in his flesh, the devil cannot come and eat it. That's why Jesus said that the prince of this world come but there's nothing in me. So, when you have, you, have, you have certain kinds of, your anger is in you, you come and eat it. When you have not quenched the uh, uh, immoral something, you will come and eat it. Because he has been given a right to feed on the dust. The dust part of man. And that's the reason why you've got to make sure that you are filled with the spirit of God. And the flesh part has been subdued by the spirit of God. Now, since man, man is a spirit. But anybody has to walk on earth legitimately must have a body. So the body part is coming from there. That's the reason why when people die, they are reduced to dust. And at the cemetery, it says that from dust to dust, ashes, ashes. I hope you are getting me. Okay, so we are climbing. Now, when God said, God cares the beasts, he said you shall walk on your, on, on, on your tummy. Verse 15. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her seed, between thy seed and her seed. 
he shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. Jesus, here God was prophesying about the coming of the Messiah who will overcome the enemy. So I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her seed and her seed. We normally don't talk about the seed of a woman, we talk about the seed of a man. So this seed of the woman is representing Christ who will come and breathe or control or have dominance over the, the, the seed of the, of the woman. He said, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So the seed of the woman will bruise, the head is talking about authority, and you will bruise his heel. So those who follow him, the enemy will try to bruise them. Is that right? Bruise, try to hurt them. It's prophesied. Then verse 16 and 17. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In sorrow shall you bring forth children, and your desire shall be to your husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying you shall not eat of it, because you disobeyed me, curse is the ground for your sake. Man was not cursed, but his ground was in sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life. That's why every man, whether you go to school or not, you will sweat before you eat. Have you seen that I'm sweating as I'm preaching? For us to do the work of the Lord. Amen. So whether you sit in an air condition or you do wala to wala, you will sweat. Amen. But your obedience to the word of God ameliorates the curse. Your obedience to the word of God, that means it reduces. Ameliorates. Yeah. When I say the word you don't understand, you just write it. And then go and Google. Go to Google. That is why the Google is there, not for any bad thing. It's for you to be able to learn new things. Amen? Uh-huh. Okay. So, he said, because of this, in sorrow you shall eat all the days of the life. Verse 18 and 19. 18 Thorns and thistles shall he bring forth unto thee. It was after man saying that what? Thorns and thistles. Do you remember that when Jesus died, they put a crown of what? Thorns on him. When the ground, the earth was cursed, thorns grew. So Jesus came and carried, when they put the crown of thorns on him, he was carrying the, the curse of the earth. Wow. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, the earthly curse, that must come on you. From your father's house and your mother's house. It has been dealt with. Amen. Amen. Verse 19. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Is that not what we are all doing? You wake up in the morning and you are going. Till you die return unto the ground. For out of it were you, were you taken. For dust you art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Hallelujah. Okay, so we have read a long scripture here to try to explain the fact that when man's, God wanted the best for man, but when man sinned, now man, later when you read, you realize that man was driven away from the garden. Is that right? And then the Bible again is saying here that in, in Ezekiel 18, 20, the soul that sinned, he shall what? Die. And God also said that the day you eat of the tree, you shall what? Die. That means that you shall be disconnected from our life. Hello? Are you here with me? Now in Isaiah chapter 59 verse number 2. 
Huh. Isaiah 59, verse number 2. Right, oh, lead. We are in Bible school now. Isaiah 59, verse 2. He said, your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you. That he will not what? Hear. So it means that our iniquities, our secrets have separated us between us and God. So sin is a separator. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So it means that when man sinned, it caused man to be separated from God. Our sin separated us and God. Is somebody here with me? And when you read Exodus 32, 33, let me give you the scriptures. I want to. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, him will I what? Blot out of my book. So a sinner is blotted out of the book of God. Hello? So I'm trying to show you the seriousness of sin. What Adam and Eve did. And what Christ came to do subsequently. I'll give you another scripture. Micah chapter 3, verse 4. Micah chapter 3, verse 4. You must be a student of the word. Micah. Charlie, brother, you are not writing anything. The guy in the blue shirt. Why are you not writing? Are you writing? You must find pen and paper and write. Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will, what? he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their what? doings, as they have done the wrong. So when you sin, sin makes God to decide not, even when God sees you, God hides himself. When you are hearing God, when you are speaking, God puts earplugs in his ears and says, I will not hear you. So when man sinned, it caused man to be alienated or separated from God. Somebody say alienated. alienated. Separated. separated. Man became a foreigner to God. So the person was supposed to operate in God's image and likeness. God said this sin is now has brought about a separation. Somebody say a separation. But you see, God is a God of love. When you create anything, anything you create, eh, when you create something, eh, you love the thing. When you create a thing, you love it. And you want to make sure that the thing is holding and is doing well. So God decided that let me come and help man. And he tried to help man by sending his son Jesus, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, the qualification for not perishing is to believe in him. Qualification for not perishing is not everybody can go to America. Nobody, not everybody will go to UK. Not everybody will stay in Dubai. Not everybody, but everybody can go to heaven on condition that the person will believe in the saving grace of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, everybody, everybody. That is why if you don't go to heaven, it is not God's fault. It is your fault. It is your decision. Amen? Amen. Now, so God decided when Jesus came, God sent his son Jesus, that Jesus, go and save the people. How did, how did God come and save the How did Jesus come and save the world? Or how did God save the world? By sending or giving Jesus to us. Amen? To pay for the price of our sins. So the first thing he came to do is to expiate. Expiation. So we say expiation. Expiation. Uh-huh. So we are coming. And he said expiation is the act of what? Making amends. 
And because we have, we have made God to be angry, now there must be an amendment of the guilt. Are you getting me? Whatever has gone wrong must be what? Amended. Whatever is broken must be fixed together. So expiation, we said, is the removal of what? Removing something or taking something away or the removal of our what? Our sin and guilt. Are you getting me? So, Nana Kwame, come. Come. So, this is Nana Kwame, who has sinned. Is that right? Grace, come. Mm -hmm. Jesus sent now, this is not Kwame. This is a sin. Huh? Good. This is a, a sin. Then God, come. God comes and sends Jesus. Jesus, come. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. God the Father is in heaven. And then anytime, who are you? You are Jesus. Okay, you Jesus, stand here first. Stand here. Then God the Father. You know, I want you to understand something. Anytime God, you are God. Anytime God tries to see, look at this guy, he gets angry. Because what? Sin is before him. And the Bible says that the soul that sinned, he shall die. That means a separation. And anytime God sees him, he says, there is something that is, I don't like. I don't like this thing. Are you getting me? So God now sends Jesus. He said, say, Jesus, come here. Jesus, come. Jesus, come. Yeah. So he sent Jesus, and he sent Jesus to come onto the earth to die, to pay, in order to drive away sin. sin. So drive, Jesus drives away sin. That's it. So now Jesus has driven away sin. You know, uh-huh. Jesus took away sin to stand. So Jesus, you took away sin. And then he stands here. So now when God sees him, he doesn't see sin, he sees Jesus. And because he sees Jesus, who he sent, it has now, Jesus has become what? The propitiation. That is the second one. Propitiation. So it's a propitiation. propitiation. Uh, church at school. Propitiation. That means that, that's why I said, whereas expiation refers to the removal of our sins, Propitiation refers to what? The removal of God's what? Wrath. So she was what? God's wrath. This is God's wrath. And so when Jesus came, she could come and remove sin. The wrath, the ebufuo has been taken away. She was ebufuo. She was wrath. So once she has been taken away, now there has been what? Expiation, removal of sin. Sin has gone away. So it has. God is now at peace. God is now happy with him. So instead of God now being angry with him, God is happy with him because this time when he sees him, he doesn't see him, he sees Jesus. And Bible said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when Christ comes into you, glory comes into your life. That's why when you come feel the spirit of God and you, become, you give your life to Jesus, you see that you look more handsome. More beautiful. As you are going, you are going, you are looking nicer. Because you are not drinking, you are not smoking, you are not womanizing, menizing. You are filled with the spirit of God. You are blowing in tongues. The grace of God is upon you. You are, oh my goodness. You are different. Amen. 
So there's been what? Jesus came to expiate, expiation, removal of the sin. Eh? Removal of what? Sin and, and guilt. So both the sin and the guilt, that whatever was making him feel bad. And you know that the woman said, Adam said, the woman you gave to be with me. He was trying to create guilt. So when Jesus comes, he takes away your sin and your guilt that the devil makes you feel bad, he takes it away. So that you can live with a clear mind. So there's what? Expiation. And once there's expiation, so the sin is like a smell. Eh? Let's say somebody is around you. Excuse me, excuse me, forgive me. Maybe the person has pooped on himself. So the person is smelling of toilet. Or a person hasn't taken bath. And so the person is wearing a night dress, but the armpits are smelling. And everything. Are you getting me? So, but when the person is taken away, you realize that now the smell in the place becomes different. So there's a removal of what? Sin. And the removal of the guilt, the bad scent. So the bad scent around him has been taken away. And there's a new scent. Jesus is here. So he's smelling of cologne. He's smelling of some nice scent. So when God sees him, he's smiling. He has, this guy has a nice scent. So when Jesus comes into your life, there's expiation and propitiation. So God sees that your scent is nice. And... It's not, oh God, no, my friend, stand there. Okay. God wants to help me. Yes. Now, when there's propitiation, it doesn't lead to love. The propitiation leads to favor. Because there's the anger has been taken away. Is that right? Removal of sin and the removal of wrath, God's anger has been taken away. Now there's what? Favor. So that now this guy can approach. God through Jesus Christ who is connected with. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, John 14 says, the truth and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. So nobody goes to the Father through any reverend minister, no prophet, no prophet. I said no prophet. Do not put your faith in a prophet. Do not put your faith in a man of God. Do not put your faith in a pastor. The only person you must put your faith in must be in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. Never follow anybody who is not going by the word of God. No matter what the person says. And he's misbehaving. Don't follow the person. Leave him with his Hallelujah. Even when the person is holding Bible... And he's acting contrary to the word of God. Do not follow the person. You only follow the person as he's following Jesus. Amen. Amen. So now, when there's removal of sin, it leads to what? The third one, which is known as what? Reconciliation. And reconciliation is known as what? Reunion of friendship. It's the restoration of what? Friendly relations. So now, you and God have become what? Friends, that's the reason why now you can go to it. The Bible says that, and Abraham was what? A friend of God. And, you, what, and who are you now? You are the seed of Abraham. And therefore you have become what? A friend of God. <laughs> Glory to God. Am I teaching you something here? Oh, Glory to God. 
I said, glory to God. Hallelujah. So you realize that now he has favor. He has favor. God likes him. And they are flowing. And now there's what? Reconciliation. And so I said that expiation and propitiation will constitute the act of what? Placation. Expiation and propitiation is equal to placation. And the word placate means to make someone less angry or hostile. To stop someone from feeling angry. So what Christ came to do made God to stop being angry with us. And so because of Jesus Christ, God is not angry with you again. So anybody who doesn't want God to be, see, so you see that God is angry with the sinfulness of the world. But when we come to him through Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ comes to remove away our sins, take away our guilt, and because of that, it cools God's heart. So God is not angry with us, so God has been appeased. God has been placated. Are you getting me? When somebody does something to you, and then the person comes and says, I beg you, and he brings chicken to you, or he has brought chocolate to you, and all those things. What has it done? The chocolate will come to placate you. It appeases you. So God gave Jesus unto us to wipe away our sins, to cause a removal of the anger, and then to placate God, to amend things, to bring about what? Peace. To take away God's anger against us. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you flowing with me? Yes. Good. Now, when reconciliation has taken place, now that there's reconciliation, there's now redemption. Somebody say redemption. Yes. Uh-huh. We are redeemed. Someone say redemption. Yes. Now, what is redemption? We say redemption is the act of the action, the action of what? Saving from what? Being saved from what? Sin. Or it is also the action of what? Regaining or gaining possession. So it means that your possession. So, bro, bro, come, 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 come. The, whatever you lost, eh? God, come. Whatever you lost, Jesus, you to come. Whatever you lost, stand here. Whatever you lost, because God was angry with you, when there is redemption, there is a regaining of it. So you lost money, and then money will come. Who is money? Money, come. Or, or money, come. Wife, come. Wife, follow. Huh? Children, follow. <laughs> Businesses, follow. Are you getting me? So whatever you lost, what happens is that there's what? A placation. There's what? A redemption. And redemption means what? To regain or, or, or what? Is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for what? Payment. Jesus paid. And once Jesus paid for your sins, now whatever you lost must come to you. Amen. So the reason why you can claim your blessings is because Jesus paid. For whatever you lost. And you lost it because of the fact that there was sin in you. And because there was sin in you, sin creates an entrance for the devil to come. And so, so long as you were sinful, all of you go. You are sure? 
So long as you are, you are sinful, eh? come, please. So long as you are sinful, come and stand here. Come, come and stand here, yeah. Come, all, all the blessings, come. So long as you are sinful, the devil, the sin opens the door. And when the de- sin opens the door, it takes away favor, it takes away joy, it takes away money, it takes away progress. Are you getting me? It has taken away. Now, when Jesus came to die to remove the sin and to take God's anger away, now God is happy with him. And so when he asked God, Father, in the name of Jesus, so as he's praying, when he said in the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus is the one who God is seeing, and so Jesus is the one asking. So God is happy. I want my business back. Then business regain. Money. Gain. Wife. Gain. Children. Gain. There's repossession. There's return. So whatever was lost, there's a retaining, there's a rescue, there's a recoupment, there's a reclamation, there's a recovery, there's a, 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 a restitution, and there's a retrieval, and there's a repayment, and there's a reinvestment <laughs> of whatever you lost. So have you seen how wild you can become as a Christian? You stand on your ground that this is what God has done for you. And how do I know that? I'll give you some scriptures to show that you have been redeemed. Amen? Amen. Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Besho toba tala. Satapako tobaya. Shamakabahataya. Galatians 3, 13. Christ has what? Redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Did Jesus, was Jesus hung on the tree? Yes. So curse everyone that hung on a tree. Christ was cursed on our behalf. So that, verse 14, the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Now anybody who is not a Jew is a Gentile. And it means that and a Gentile is somebody that God has not chosen. But through Jesus Christ, we are now chosen. Through Jesus Christ, we are ab- adopted. Are you getting me? So, through Jesus Christ, we have become spiritual Jews to enjoy of the blessings meant for the Jews. <laughs> Are you following me? Yeah. And that's why yesterday I started telling you that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, not through a prophet and through a man of God, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the spirit now through what? Faith. So we receive the promise of the spirit through faith by saying, God, this is what your word says. You are the one who puts the solitary into family. According to Psalm, uh, uh, Psalm 68 verse 8. And so I am ripe to be put into a family. To be married. So I call for my husband and I call for my wife. I am put in a family and I shall not be isolated. I shall not live as a lonely person. In Jesus' name. So you have quoted the scripture. And you quote Deuteronomy 1, 11, That the Lord God shall make you a thousand times more as you are and bless you as he has what? Promised. So now, Lord, our 
what I have today is 10 cities. But your wife said you will make me a thousand times more. So now my 10 cities improves to 10,000. And you, and you bless me as you have what? Promise. So you go to as you have promised. So where are the promises? You go to where the promises are in the word of God. And you begin to tell him that you said you will do A, B, C, D for me. And because he's a God of truthfulness and he's got the ability to do it. Some men say I will do it for you but they are not truthful. And there are some men also say I will do it for you. They want to do it but the there is not there. But as for God, the there is there and he's willing to do it for you. Are you following me? Yeah. So you go and that is why you claim the blessings of Abraham in Deuteronomy 28. 1 to 4, 13. If you shall diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do his commandments, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. You shall be blessed in the city and be blessed in the field. It means that in your village you'll be blessed. When you go to Gobiakakau, you'll be blessed. When you go to Sheshi, you are blessed. When you go to Sunakas, you are blessed. When you go to Amegohoho, you are blessed. When you go to Chame, you are blessed. Wherever you are, you go to Kweda, you go to Kweda, you are blessed. When you go to Waje, you are blessed. When you go to Agate, you are blessed. When you are in Have, you are blessed. When you go to Kweto, you are blessed. Oh, everywhere you go, you are not because of the location but because of the God who is with you who is an unlimited God. Amen. Blessed shall that be in the city. When we came here, this place was used to be a, a, a plantation for okra. And Pepe, this, this area, this Bachona area, it used to be a farmland. Those, when we, I came to stay here some years ago, you could just use about 10 minutes, max 15 minutes, and you got to spend test runabout. Yeah. And bush, when you are traveling, in fact, when, we came, when you are traveling, you are even afraid. It's all bush, 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 bush. The, the dissidents in Rawlings' days, they used to come and hide over here. All the people who were fighting, some of the people, were, they used to come and hide in the bushes over here. This place was all bush. Even when we came to this place, there was not any road like this. It was all dusty, dusty, dusty. We didn't even have access from here. We used to use the back here. And when we came here, I started prophesying. I said, I command the roads to be done. We call for the roads to be done. We call for this, we call for this. So what you are seeing is the speakings. You shall be blessed in the city. You shall be blessed in the field. Amen. Yeah. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Your children shall be blessed. Hey. I say your children shall be blessed. It means you will have children and your children will be blessed. In the name of Jesus. You will be blessed. It means you will marry. Because before you have children, you must be, you must be married. That's a legitimate way. You will, you, you, you will marry. Juan, you will marry a nice man. And you have children. The man who hold you in the hand and swing you see saw. You'll be so surprised. You'll be so you'll become a song. Eh? You become a song. Hallelujah. Blessed shall be the fruit of your ground. Your business will be blessed. Verse 5. 
Blessed shall be your basket. That means your bank account will be heavy. Amen. Dollar heavy. Amen. Pound heavy. Amen. City heavy. Amen. Euro heavy. Run heavy. Amen. Naira heavy. Amen. 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 Verse 6. You shall bless, be blessed in your going and your coming. Everywhere you pass. Dromoson. Dromoson. It's all full of blessings. It means empowerment. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise against you to be smitten before your face. Every enemy, let God arise. Every enemy is scattered. Those who say you cannot marry, may they see you marry. May you say you have children. Anybody who has put his leg on the ground, may they leave you on the ground forever. When they want to lift it up, may he stay there. And may they see your exhortation. I said, but you shall be lifted up. Yeah. We have a God on our side. The Lord shall cause your enemies. Because I will be an enemy to those who are enemy against you. I will rise up against those who rise up against you. When they come against you one way, they shall scatter and flee. These are the blessings of redemption. I'm speaking of blessing of redemption. When you go to your shop or your office, don't go there and say, I am skillful, I am a skillful trader, I have no the business agreement, my shop looks nice. Begin to speak and say, I plead the blood of Jesus over this place, I command the grace and the glory over it. Anybody who touched my doorway, my, my, my windows, whatever, has touched the door to speak anything, I cast that voice in the name of Jesus. Anybody who steps in my shop as an agent of the devil, may they become paralyzed. Whatever they came to do, may it not work in the name of the Lord Jesus. Any satanic leopards that want to spring surprises at me when they try to, you see, leopards stay until they are known as the ghosts of the, of, the, of, of, of the forest. They are there. Lions hardly can climb, but leopards climb. And they jump on their prey like that. Anything that wants to jump on you, when they jump, they try to jump. May they see Jesus. Amen. And may they fall and may their limbs crash into pieces. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You shall, the Lord shall cause your enemies who rise against you to be smitten before your face. When they come against you one way, they will scatter. In fact, when you see people and they are going at least, it means they have seen something. The angel of the Lord is at work in their life. Yes, I'm telling you. Yeah. One day in London, Somebody wanted to go and take high, uh, a certain guy's room. Like sometimes in London, people have houses, three bedroom, and then they hire one. They live in one room, and they give out the other rooms. And this person was going high. But the person had a bad intention of going to use the room for some occultic thing. So he called the person. The person was very excited. He said, let's meet. The dead were supposed that the guy went and waited there. Uh, the person who was supposed to come, didn't come. Later, about a week or two later, he met the guy in town and said, ah, but we had an appointment, you were supposed to come. He said, I want to confess something to you. He said, when I came to your place, he said, that day you mentioned I was there. I came very early because I wanted to honor the appointment. But when I came there, I saw a huge angel holding a sword and swinging it like that and said, you fly, come here, come here, come here. And because of that, I ran away. May the Lord send his angel. Yeah. Hey, that's why he said he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, to keep thee in not some of your ways, but in all your ways. 
seed of Abraham. Angelic coverings. I said angels. 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 So you will see, you will see God releasing angels against your enemies. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Angels will come and assist you. When you go to the hospital, angels will come and assist you. Yeah. In the hospital, there are bad doctors and bad nurses and agents and all those things. Anytime you are going, you say, Lord, send your angels. Anybody who is an agent of the enemy that wants to give me anything bad and negative. We command that the person, one of the prayers I always pray for you, especially those who are going to give, I say, may only the right doctors and paramedical staff be around. Yeah, because there are people who are vampires. They are blood drinkers. They have been sent. So as you are going, you know, they are chasing, they are monitoring you. Today as a servant of God, I command that any evil eye monitoring your life to try to fight you and to destroy your purposes and to abort the blessings of God. May those eyes be blinded. In the name of Jesus, every evil eye and anybody with a satanic heart and attitude towards you to try to trick you, to deceive you. My prayer is that may every deceiver be exposed, be expelled, and exterminated out of your life. In the name of Jesus. Bible says, henceforth, no we, no man after the flesh. May you not see people after the flesh, but after the spirit. And may God reveal who people are. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes when somebody comes away, you always ask God, God, who is this man? Who is this woman? That's the question. That's how I try to relate to people. No, 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 no. Who is this person? Eve couldn't design the serpent well. And that's the reason why she was taken out of the garden. May you never be taken out of your garden. Out of your Eden. Out of the presence of God. Because of doubt, deception, disobedience. May God open your eyes. In the name of Jesus. May God open your eyes to see angels. And may God open your eyes to distinguish between when demonic forces are at work. May you be able to overpower them. In Jesus' precious name. Somebody shout a big amen. Amen. Give God a hand of praise. Angels will work for you. Angels will work for you. Hallelujah. Let's finish that thing and then then, uh, do the redemption and go. Oh yeah. Are you learning something? I'm talking about what Jesus came to do. Hallelujah. He came to redeem us. There is a redeemer. Jesus God. So we are back to Deuteronomy 28. Of God Messiah. Oh. oh. Sh- should I stop the preaching? No, the way you are singing is like, thank you, Lord, my Father, for giving us your
hand of praise. God gave us Jesus as a redeemer. And he gave unto us the Holy Spirit. Highly gagaisted. Is that not how they say in Ghana? Huh? Mumo. Mumo. Is that not correct? Sum sum that German. He has given unto us. How do they say that in Adam? Look, are you trying to say there's no Holy Ghost in Adam? Where are my Adam people? Or Krabba people? Yes, how do they say that? Auntie Benedita. Hallelujah. The Lord has given us a hour. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Let me just finish the Deuteronomy and then we, we finish the redemption. Take your seat. Hallelujah. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in your storehouses. Amen. He said the Lord will command the blessing upon thee. So you'll be there and people will wire money unto you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He will command blessing upon you in your storehouses. Yeah. That I was just there and a certain somebody said, oh, this is it. He said, do you have mobile money? I said, I can give you a number. <laughs> I can give you a number. Oh. And then she, she, she wired money. Yeah. She wired you. Money shall be wired unto you. Yeah, she wired money. That shall be your portion. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in your storehouses. And in all that you set, you, in all that you set, you set, you set, you set. So, listen, all you have to do is to set your hand. And when you set your hand, the Lord will bless it. And he shall bless you in the land which he give that to thee. That's why I'm telling you that you don't know, you don't need to be in the United Kingdom to be blessed. You don't need to be in Australia to be blessed. There are many of them. They can't buy houses at Trasaco. But people are buying Trasaco. There are many Nigerians who can buy from Nigeria to Trasaco. Some of them we don't live in Lagos. From a different city. They just land there to Mutala. And then they come to Trasaco. You, you shall eat of the good of the land. Yeah. What the Bible says? If thou be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah 1, 18 and 19. Verse 9. The Lord shall establish you as a holy people. May the Lord establish your home. Amen. Establish your business. Amen. Any good thing that is not established, may the Lord establish it. Amen. Verse 10. All the people shall see you and call you by the name of the Lord, that you are very special. And they shall be afraid of thee. Verse 11. And the Lord shall make you plant your sin goods. Do you believe this? Say, Lord, I receive plenteousness of goods. Amen. What are the goods? Plenteous of goods. Goods, houses, lands, cars, 
clothing. When you go in your wardrobe and you see red pants section, green pants section. There's a pants section in your wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. You see, when you are building, let me show you this. When you are building, plan how your wardrobe will be like. Don't judge us. Have no dressing room. Walk in closet. Amen. Yeah. I plan a room. And when you plan a room where you are hanging your long dresses, where you are hanging your casual dresses, where you are hanging your panties, where your panties, where your socks are, not that your socks is mixed with your whatever and all those things. You have. <laughs> Plant your in good in the fruit of your body. Amen. In the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, that is your business. And your fruit of your ground. And in the land which the Lord swore to give unto your fathers. Verse 12. Everybody read this with me. Verse 12. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure. Say, personalize it. The Lord shall open unto me his good treasure. May the treasure of the Lord be good to you. Amen. May you receive a good treasure. The heaven to give rain unto your land in his season. Amen. That means that may your life become like a water garden. Ever fruitful and ever flourishing. Amen. And to what? Bless some of the work of your hands. No. A little of the work of your hands. No. And to bless all the work of thy hands. And thou shalt lend unto many nations. And thou shalt. This shall be your portion. Believe this so. I said what? Believe. Someone said believe. believe. Amen. Yeah, you can add belief to your name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So we say redemption is to what? To recover. May you recover. Amen. Let me give you scriptures on redemption. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. Or to 15. Hebrews 9, 11 to 15. Let's go through it quickly. But Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, Verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained what? Eternal redemption for us. So Christ by his blood has given unto us what? Eternal redemption. Redemption, we, he's bought us from Satan. That why redemption also means to be, to be bought from Satan's slave market. So you have been bought. In fact, the word redemption is actually an economic term. Is that right? So you have been bought from Satan's slave market. Amen. That is why you do not belong to the fetishes and things of your family house. Amen. Whoever they sold minus you. Amen. Yeah, they sold them, but you, Christ, bought you. Amen. And once Christ bought you, it means that whatever fights the family minus you, Amen. you must stand your ground. It doesn't mean that nothing will try to stand against you, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. So you must take a hold and say, this is what the Lord has done for me. Once he has paid the price, then I don't have to pay any price. Less in legal terms, it's called double jeopardy. And you, there, there shouldn't be that case. If you go to, you are going to buy something, and then somebody says, I've paid for you, you don't pay for it again. Yeah. And once Jesus paid for you, you have no business paying for it again. Yeah. <laughs> redemption. So I say redemption. Verse 13 to 15. Let's quickly go. For if by the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an high fest sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, 
How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead work to serve the living God? That means that through the blood of Jesus Christ, now you are made clean so that your mind becomes purged to be able to serve God. Verse number 15, he said, and for this cause, he is the mediator. A mediator is somebody who is a betweener or of the New Testament that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of what? Eternal inheritance. Receive the blessing of eternal inheritance. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Is someone flowing with me? Yes. So, our sins eh, brought us into captivity. And Christ, Bible says that he took captivity what? Captive. Ephesians 4 8. Ephesians 4 8. Junior, come. Come. Our sins. Eh? Yeah. Come. Our sins made. The enemy catches captive. Hold him. Hold him. No, you hold him. He's a sin. Yeah. So you are catching him. He's a captive. Is that right? Uh-huh. Now when Christ came, Christ came. The Bible says that, wherefore, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity, what? Captive and gave gifts unto him. So when Christ came, the one that has been captured, Christ came and captured it. He led what? Captivity. Captive so that the, the one who was, who was captured, now he, Christ, has captured him. I think there's a song. I am, I am captured by his love or something. Eh? Where's Kukwa? Eh? I am something. I am captured by his love. I am something. Mommy, who not to say... I have, I have been, uh, yeah, I have been captured by love, what? I can't, what? Explain. There's, see, Christ comes to capture you. Amen. When he came, he captured you. Hallelujah. Okay, now, the price that is paid to deliver someone from captivity is called, what? A ransom. So, who is Christ here? Who came to you? Okay, now you have been captured. Come. Is that right? Good. And then Christ came to offer himself. Is that right? So once Christ came to offer himself, now he has come to deliver this one. He paid for whatever he has. Worked. So Christ offered. Do you have some money there? Oh. So the price of this guy, listen to me. Your price is the blood of Jesus. I said, your price is the blood. Listen, when you go to a shop, when you go to a shop, you ask, how much is this phone? And I said, this phone is thousand CDs. Until you give the thousand CDs, you don't get the phone. Is that right? If he says, this phone is what? Ten CDs. And then, I give him the ten CDs, I take the phone. So it means that the, the worth of this phone is what? 10 cities. So if Christ paid for your sins with his blood, 
then it means that your worth is the blood of Jesus. So it means that you actually, your worth is God himself. Because Leviticus 17, let me say that for the life of the flesh is in the blood. So God actually offered himself to pay for you. So when you are dealing with a brother or a sister, you are dealing with God. Because Christ paid for, for his sins. You are worth the price of God. Amen. Are you following me? So you came. So when he came, he said that he has done something wrong to me. So yeah, he has done something wrong to me. So I've, I've taken him. Is that right? Then Christ came and said, how much? How much? He said, 10 CDs. Then he got the 10 CDs. So he took him away. He came and captured captivity captured. So what has happened? Redemption has what? Taking place. So this time, earlier on, he was with him. Give him some knocks. Beat him. Jeez. Yeah. That's what Satan does. And then you quickly come. Christ came and then pay for him. When Christ came for him, pay for him. Christ show him affection now. Show him affection, love, pattern, what a ah. So when Christ comes into your life, instead of receiving the beatings of the devil, now you receive softness, you receive soothing, you receive affection. Oh, what a blessing! What a blessing! What a blessing! What a blessing! So you are no longer a captive of the devil. That's what I'm no longer a captive of the devil. I've been captured by a love. Mm -hmm. I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I ever know. Now I surrender.
this phone says what? You have me. So I can do to this phone as I like. So you are telling the Lord, do to me what you like. I am forever changed. Maybe when Pastor Ben was using it, he would use and tap it. Pa, 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 like that. But now, this phone is forever changed. The way I will touch it is different from the way he will touch it. I have abandoned everything I've ever known. Are you getting me? He will be doing accounting with it. And other things. Are you getting me? And maybe I may be just tapping and writing some scientific things and uh, writing some scriptures and all those kind of things. Then the next one, now I surrender, my life is not my own. So when you give your life to Jesus, your life is no more your own. I belong to you. I belong to you. from amen or we have been released from number one we have been redeemed from the curse of the law so it's a re- redeemed from the curse of the law and then write the scripture galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 and then write the blessings the blessings are that we will receive the blessing of abraham and the blessings are deuteronomy 28 1 to 13 okay number two christ also has redeemed us from the guilt of our sin so it's the guilt of our sin uh-huh. You know, when you sin, you, you become guilty. Is that right? Yeah. But Christ has not only removed away our sins, but he has taken away what? The guilt of our sins. Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Romans 3, 24. Romans 3, 24. Being justified freely by his grace through what? The redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you are, you, you are bought, it means the guilt of your sin also has been taken away. When Christ paid for your sins, he paid for the guilt of your sins. So, you are no more guilty. Can I have an amen? Amen. You have been acquitted and discharged. Hallelujah. Good. Then number three. Christ has redeemed us from the power of sin. You see, when you sin, when we give our lives to the devil, whoever you submit to, you come under the person's power. Is that right? That is why this guy was under the power. Eh? Junior was under the power of this gentleman. Till he was sold. And when he was under his power, he was being given knocks. Knock, knock, knock. Then when he was released, he went to this one. He has come under a new power, but this power is a glorious one. Amen. Thank you. Go sit down. Hallelujah. 
So Christ has redeemed us from the power of sin so that sin will no more have dominion over you. Amen. There's a scripture which says that sin shall have no more dominion over you. Look for that scripture for me. But let me just give you these scriptures. Romans chapter 6, verse, yeah, dominion over you. 16 to 18, 20 and 22. Let's look at that quickly and then uh, we'll finish. Halaba, halaba. Are you learning something? Yes. I want you to understand your Christianity. That's the reason why I didn't jump from the middle. But when, uh, for sin shall have what? Yeah, Romans 6, 14. Is somebody there? Oh. Romans 6.14. Can you read it for me? Amen. So when you give your life to Christ, Christ gives you power so that sin will have no more dominion over you. So you gain mastery over sin. So, if you used to drink, you drink no more. Amen. 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 I do not have appetite for beer. I have seen people who are trying to drink beer. One day, I went to eat somewhere. And there was this lady. I was so surprised. She must be probably in her mid-50s to 60 or something. And she opened the bottle of the beer. Give me the bottle. And then, as I said, she has turned the thing. And then she, she was pouring the and she had poured the things was finished. Oh, and the last drop it was coming. Co, 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 co. Why am I missing my meal, baby? Ah! Eh? The cheese will say a bestie what? Somebody mid fifties to sixty that you should be whatever you should be advising a younger one. She was there and then she drink and and salivating and. Oh, oh. Or Hey, So I'm doing the beer. Co, 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 co. But you see, when you give your life to Jesus, you will see that, and you submit to His dominion. You will see that the desire for beer, for alcohol, When you see it, you say, "What is this? What is this? What is this?" One day I was in I was in Belgium and I was taking a picture, and they're not knowing some some Scottish guys have come and they they had removed you know they wear shorts, skirts, and unfortunately we call it was killed, killed, and no piedo. Oh, I, I, the guy had removed that thing like that, and as I, I was taking the picture, the guy was standing behind me and had done something like that. And then I turned, when I turned, then I saw the girl. Then I said, I told you, get out of here. The way he ran away. You know, what? I mean, what kind of life is this? I said, I don't need this kind of life. When you come to Christ, you lose appetite for some things. Amen. 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 I'm telling you, if people come and hold, hold your breast, they say, no, no, I've, I've stopped that thing. I used to like it, but no more. Things I used to do. I do them no more. Things I used to do, I do them no more. Things I used to do, I do them no more. There's a great chance to the Lord. Yeah, I used to quaff the palm wine. Yeah, I quaffed the palm wine. I used to wash the calabashes. 
and then the anchor, the main thing, the big pot that they pour the thing in. So obviously, when you are pouring there, there's a large bit. Uh, and then sometimes when they do then then they cut, they chop garlic, uh, sorry, um, pepper, and some ginger, and then octopus, and some of them when they, and I was watching them how they would get there and they put it and they chew that thing. And you see, children always learn from adults. If you're an adult, be careful what you do in the presence of children. So me too. Then I turn the thing like that. Then I start drinking the drugs. Then I hit my chest. I go go me. I go go me. Before I realized, I was developing tense for the hard thing. But when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I lost appetite for that. When I see them drinking, I pity them. When I see boys who, when they see girls, know they are, they, they, are, they are thinking about sleeping with them. I said, you don't know what you are going in for. Because Bible says that the one who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And the one who is joined to a Lord is one flesh with a person. And that there are spiritual evil forces that are transferred unto you. Demons are transferred to you. Witches are transferred to you. Occultic powers are transferred to you. The easiest way to transfer spirits is through sex. So those of you who like sex with other people who are not married to you. You are opening yourself up to evil spirits. And even for good things in your life to be destroyed. And even when you say this my boyfriend. God still say don't sleep with your boyfriend. Or your girlfriend. Wait. For the appointed time. In Jesus name. <laughs> Somebody said, but I want to test to know whether. No, 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 no. No, let me tell you. The, the truth is that when you watch television, they teach you. This, there's all kinds of funny uh, counselors have come on television. And they say that, how about if the, man, the, man, the man's thing is not working? That's why we marry by faith. And so, you, you the man. If your thing is not working, you have to say, Sister, I think I love you, but my thing is not working. But let us pray. If the... <laughs> if, if she agrees, no, no. When the person likes you, likes you. Listen, it is better not to deceive. Eh? Deception is a, if, a, when, if your thing is not working, and you act like it's working, hey. and the phone that is not working, they will curse you. So, you 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 better uh, uh, when you are getting to an office, declare your assets and say, sister, I think I used to be powerful, but now I am not too sure that. Mm, and so, please. Let's pray. And maybe you, you, you can seek for this thing and, and the Lord shall help you. Yes. Hallelujah. But don't say, I want to go and then meet. I want to test it and see. There are some, some men. The epistles are very sharp. Hey. The very first time you have triplets. Pa, pa, pa. <laughs> Hey, what a shock hallelujah but just do the right thing amen God is very interesting God says when you are not married don't have sex 
Then he also says, so when you have sex, when you are not married, you have sinned. They also say that when you marry, have sex. And if you don't have sex, you have sinned. So the married women and the married men who are not trying to have sex, that every time you are tired and every time you are whatever, you too are sinning. How do I know that? It's, a, it's in the Bible. Bible says in Corinthians, defraud ye not one another. Do not go to bed with trousers. Wear a nice transparent dress. Let the pants be see through. And take a catwalk. Oh, single, single, praise, praise the Lord, oh, single, single, praise, praise the Lord, Some of you are making me feel like I'm sinning. Okay, I, I, I won't do that again. I finish. Father, forgive me all my sins. <laughs> Hallelujah. Romans 6. 16 to 18. Are you learning something here? Uh, this is Easter teaching. Know you not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Verse 8. God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Verse 8. Being then made free from sin, you became the servant of what? Righteousness. So from today, you are a servant of what? Righteousness, not a servant of sin. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What a message. Hallelujah. What a message. You are not a servant of sin. You are not a servant of sin. You are no more a slave to sin. Being then made free from sin. You became the servant of what? Righteousness. Verse 20 and 22. I'm giving you scripture to make you strong. Today is meat I'm giving you. For when we were, you were the servant of sin, you were free from what? Righteousness. Anybody who is a servant of sin cannot work righteously. Anything sin tells him to do, he goes to do it. But verse 22. 22. But now, being made free from sin and become what? Servants to God. You have your fruit unto holiness, and the end is what? Everlasting life. Hey! That's what I'm free from sin. Hallelujah. There's a song like that. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Sing it. Where is cool? Sing it. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Anybody who knows how to sing, start singing.
blessing every blessing that is mine that, that is mine that the enemy took away that the enemy took away because of Jesus Christ because of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and his death on the cross I take back I take back what is mine what is mine I take back I take back my joy my joy my peace my peace my health my health my family my family my progress my progress my honor my honor my finances in the name of Jesus I declare I declare I have been bought I have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus I am no longer no longer a slave to sin no longer a slave to fear no longer a slave to the devil become greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world you are given victory over the devil and your word says whatever I bind on earth is bound so in the name of Jesus I cast and bind and destroy every work of darkness I say Satan took your hold and get out from my life from my hope from my business from my family in the name of Jesus lift your boy just for me just for Harassing you, you want to speak to right now in Jesus' name. Jesus. Luke 10 19. Say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I come against, I come against every power of darkness, power of darkness that, is that is set against me. In the spirit, in the spirit that harass my father and, harass my, father, and my mother and my, mother, and my biological family and my members. Biological family, minus me. Minus me. I declare, I declare that my life is connected to God. No weapon formed against me no shall prosper. I overpower all serpents, all serpents, all scorpions, scorpions, and all powers of the enemy. I cast and overpower your way in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. 
blessing of redemption. In Joel chapter 2, 25 and 26. He said, whatever the enemy has eaten, Aloma has alaba. Thank you, Jesus. I will restore. Someone say, I will restore. The word restore means I will replace. To you, the years that the locust has eaten, those days talking about restitution. So the restitution. The years that the Kankuam and the Pamuam and the great army which I sent among you. May God restore every good thing yes, Lord. that should have come to you 2018. Jesus, Lord. 2019, January to March or now. Yes. 2017, 2016, 2015, 2014. Jesus. Whatever should have come to you over the years. Yes, whatever the enemy took away, Jesus. may it come to you. Twenty-six. He says that, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Amen. From today, may you eat in plenty and be satisfied. Amen. And praise the Lord your God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Joel chapter 2 verse 18 and 20. Sorry, Job. Job chapter 2. He said, whatever the enemy... Is it, Charlie, Job chapter 20. Job chapter 20. Verse 18 and 20. Job chapter 20. That which he, the enemy labored for, he shall restore. Amen. Whatever the enemy took, he shall restore. He shall not swallow it down. Amen. According to his substance shall the restitution be. He shall not rejoice the real. Verse 20. Because he has oppressed and has forsaken the poor. Because he has violently taken away from the... No, verse 18. Let's look at the 18 well. Yeah. That which he labored for, he shall restore. He shall not swallow it down. He shall vomit it. Amen? Amen. The King James, New King James said he shall vomit it. Yeah. Surely he shall not feel quietness in his belly. Amen. He shall not save that which he desired. Jesus. He shall release it. Say in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. What is mine? What is mine? I command it to come to I me. I command it to come to me. From the camp of the enemy. From the camp of the enemy. Because Jesus. Because Jesus. Paid the price. Paid the price. For the redemption. For the redemption. Of my blessings. Of my blessings. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Therefore I call forth. Therefore I call forth. Progress. Progress. Promotion. Promotion. Good health. Good health. Honor. Honor. Peace. Peace. Good marriage. Good marriage. Establishment. Establishment. All glorious things. All glorious things that are mine. That are mine. I receive them. I receive them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand of prayer. The best gift you can ever receive is a gift of salvation in Christ. That's why Christ came. He came to S. Uh, what? Espiate. He came to what? Propitiate. He came to reconcile and he came to redeem us if you want your sins to be expiated to be removed for you for you to receive propitiation and placation for you to be reconnected to a life of god and for jesus to be your lord and savior i want you to raise your right hand and i want to pray with you and jesus is going to become your lord and savior in jesus name thank you yes if you have lifted your hand i want you to pray this prayer after me Wherever you are, 
You say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I come to you. Just as I am. Just as I am. You know my faults. You know my faults. You know my heart. You know my heart. You know my difficulties. Today I come to you. Today I come to you. Easter Thursday. Easter Thursday. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come and stay in my heart. Come and stay in my heart. Be my king. Be my king. My Lord and my Master. My Lord and my Master. Whatever is a weakness. Whatever is a weakness. In my life. In my life. Take the weakness, the weakness away. Whatever feeds, whatever feeds on the dust of my life, of my life. whatever is inside whatever of me, is inside of that gives the devil that access, onto my, access onto my life. May that evil thing, May that that evil thing be, taken away. be taken away. I overcome, I overcome every, work every work of the flesh. Of the flesh. And from today, and from today I, receive I receive the anointing of the, the, Holy, Spirit of the Holy Spirit to walk in might, to walk in might, to walk in might, and in the power of God. In, the power of God. in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for salvation in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the blessings of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you came to die to remove whatever you have not put in our lives. Today, whatever you have not you have not placed, according to your word in Mark, Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. That what you the father has not planted must be uprooted. We approve shame. We approve sickness. Any sickness that has been written on the life of anybody, we command it to be uprooted. We command pain to be taken away. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We command confusion to be taken away. Anybody that they have taken you anywhere to destroy your life. We declare that your life has been paid for by the Lord. The so nobody destroys your life. Amen. Nobody brings you into shame. Amen. Nobody brings you into disrepute. Amen. In the name, of, the Jesus. name of Jesus. May God, the judge of all, judge your case for you. Yes, Lord. Amen. May God, the judge of all, speak for you. Jesus. And because Jesus has become your advocate, your lawyer. May Jesus speak on your behalf. Yes, Lord. And may you be declared as a champion Amen. over every challenger. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Name of Jesus. Be healed in your body. Yes, Lord. Be healed in your Amen. eyes. Be healed in your chest. Amen. Be healed at your back. Be healed in your waist. Amen. Be healed in your legs. Amen. Be healed in your throat. Amen. Be healed. Amen. In your mind. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May your finances be healed. Yes, Lord. Amen. May your relationship be healed. Amen. May your marriage be healed. Jesus' name. May your family be healed. Amen. May the glory of the Lord be your portion. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' precious Jesus name. name. Somebody say a big amen. 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 amen.